Good morning. I don't know what you're doing this morning, whether you're driving your car, sitting at home. Just, I don't know where you're listening to the radio at, but today we have a very special guest for our program. Her name is Shandy Longcore. Her ministry is called Embracing Imperfections. And we're going to talk a little bit about suicide today, so I know that you're going to want to share this program with your family, with your friends. She has a very important message to give. So say hi, Shandy. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Pastor Gail. Well, Shandy and I just met, and we're quite a bit alike. We're out there trying to help people. So, Shandy, why don't you share your story and some of the things you've been through, whatever the Lord puts on your heart. I'd be happy to. So it's an interesting story in that I grew up in a small town, and on the surface, everything was good. I was living what people would call a fairly normal life, and I was looked to have a fairly promising future, but what people couldn't see was the storm that was brewing inside of me. And so I, for whatever reason, did not feel loved, even though I was loved. I didn't feel pretty, and I was likely suffering from an undetected mental health issue. And that's that's really where we kind of pick up today is is that um, the term mental health and that topic we're going to be talking about quite a bit. So my story, um, I set out to fix one of those boxes that I just talked about of not feeling loved, not feeling pretty, and an undetected mental health issue I didn't actually know was happening, Mm. right? But I set out to check off the box of not feeling pretty, and I was 10 years old, so keep in mind, pretty adolescent mind with a short life at that point, I decided to cut off all of my hair to make room for a wig. And in my mind, I thought that my mom would go buy me a wig and that would make me pretty. I felt like that was my ticket to becoming pretty. So anyway, um, I did that and the whole situation actually backfired. Um, I thought that my mom would be able to take me to uh, the neighboring town and we'd buy this wig and I would become pretty. Again, keep in mind, 10 years old. And that ended up not working out. And instead, my dad came home and we landed ourselves, and think about it, you know, his little girl just cut off all of her hair and why would she do that? And, you know, it wasn't obvious that that was my cry for help. So we landed ourselves in a pretty horrible argument and he left uh, to go back to work while I was left home to ponder my next move, and unfortunately, that's where I got it all wrong. You know, something you said earlier, too, Shandy, you don't know when someone has a storm brewing on the inside. They might look perfectly healthy on the outside, but on the inside, they might be falling apart. There was a, I had to go get salt for my water softener, and I don't like to do that. And I'm kind of, my. I thought later when you talk about wig, I could use a wig, my hair's awful short. But anyways, you, get, you can't see me behind the mic. I know. Come on. So I'm going to get my water softener saw, and I'm standing there with the back of my Subaru open, wondering about putting those bags in. I hear a voice say, can I help you with your saw? And I turn around. It looks, it looks like about 20-year-old, 21-year-old girl, six feet tall. And at first of all, I don't know if I want her to help her now. But then I said, okay, sure, go ahead. So she's loading my bags in my car, and I said, do you need prayer? I'm a pastor. And she froze. What I didn't know about her, she had just suffered from a 
some type of a medical diagnosis. And although she looked good on the outside, she has fallen apart on the inside. And you know, she took prayer. We sat there by the back of the car. We prayed. She was taller than me. I mean, just tears running down her face. And it's a good example. Someone might look just perfectly fine, but then later in their life when you go, wow, I never saw that coming. So you can't always tell by outward appearances how people are going. Now back to your story. You're 10 years old. You've just did a beautiful chop job to your hair. <laughs> your daddy comes home. He's not happy. <laughs> and you're having a moment and it's not good. It's not good. And unfortunately, instead of seeking out help or being honest or um, doing the things you're supposed to do, <laughs> I took matters into my own hands without thinking without writing a note, um, without crying, you know, I certainly didn't have a conversation with God or my family. And I, I decided to try to take my life in a pretty dramatic way with the family hunting rifle that was accessible to me. And I'm so blessed to be here because after firing that rifle, it was, um, it was very scary. I didn't think I would wake up and somehow I did. And I'm so blessed to still be here today and to be sharing my story, even though I hid it for a long time. So we'll get into that in a moment. Well, you talked about aiming the rifle at one part of your chest and then switching. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I'm very blessed that maybe it was a, a God moment or I'm certain it was now looking back, actually, that when I loaded that hunting rifle, A, I have no idea at 10 years old how I figured that out, but I, at the very last second, thought my heart was on the right side of my chest. And so I switched the rifle at the very last second before I fired it. And, you know, that was a beautiful mistake. That was a, a God thing in that I then missed my heart, and I think that is a big reason why I'm I'm here today. Is is that you know maybe I was sleeping in anatomy class, but uh, that was a beautiful mistake for sure. And then your mom comes home. Amen to that, uh, because she's a nurse, and so instead of going into mom freakout mode, she stayed in nurse mode and did what she needed to do to patch me up. And um, she and my dad got me to the hospital where. They knew me. They were a part of the village that was raising me and they patched me up at such a small hospital with talented people and put me on Aeromed to a larger hospital where I had life-saving surgery. Even though it was very touch and go, I woke up. Well, you know, I'm thinking as we're talking about this story, this story is going to be a trigger point for some people because they're out there listening and I, eventually there's going to be somebody listening who's thinking, man, I'm contemplating this myself. Didn't you were saying there was somewhere they can text if they need help? Like there's something you can text? Yeah, I'm so happy you brought that up because it's important for people to realize and hold on to hope even if they don't feel like it exists. I'm here to tell you from personal experience, it does exist. And to hold on to that hope, even if you're pretending, because eventually you won't have to pretend. But if you are in a moment of crisis or you're feeling that way that I felt at 10 years old, you can call or text the Suicide Prevention Hotline to reach a licensed counselor on the other end of 988. Oh, I love that, 988. That's mm -hmm. simple. Again, Easy that to remember. number is 988. And listen, you might think 
that there's no one that loves you, but I'm telling you, there's more people that love you than what you can imagine. Did you run into that too, you realized? I had no idea how loved I was, and it was almost overwhelming to discover that in life. And so I think that's why, one reason why my life was spared was to share my story, even though I hid it for 20 some odd years. Um, I had a very neat, serendipitous moment, a moment of clarity, whatever you want to call it, to share my story, to ultimately tear down the stigma that surrounds mental health and to evoke conversation around the, this tough topic that's really hard for people to talk about. Why do you think you hid it? Because there's something really important in here. I see a key in here. There's a reason you hid your story. Why do you think you hid it? Well, it's definitely fear of judgment, fear of um, not having friends, fear of not being successful in life. And, you know, you, it's a, it was, when it happened, it was quite a while ago now, and it was that much more of a subject and a taboo subject that people didn't talk about. So I think ultimately fear. I got another, I got another word for you. Sure. And by the way, we're doing this off the cuff, so yeah. we don't have no notes. I love it. Shani doesn't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> there's a word name called shame. Sure. Oh, absolutely. The shame mm -hmm. behind it. Now, there's a reason I'm keying into shame. There might be some people under the sound of our voice right now that have actually contemplated suicide. They don't want to tell anyone because one, they're afraid. Two, they're, ash they're ashamed that they're even thinking it because maybe you come from a religious home. Maybe you come from a religious family and and mom and dad think just everything's fine, but everything's not fine. Yeah, and I think speaking truth to your, um, well, I guess really being honest mm -hmm. with about how you're feeling matters because, and I know this might sound a little bit out there for some people, but you are absolutely meant to live this life. Mm -hmm. You have purpose, even if you can't grasp those details. Mm -hmm. I promise you that. Well, a scripture I like to talk about is Psalms 139, verse 16. It says, All the days ordained for you were written in his book before a one of them even came to be. So there's no one on the face of this planet who's a mistake. If you're born and you're living and you're listening to this message, God has a plan for you, whether you believe it or not. I'm telling you good news. You're meant to be here. God has a plan. And there's no shame seeking help. No, it just, you know, it's interesting. If you were to Google a picture of a brain, let's say a scan of a brain of someone that's depressed and a scan of a next to someone who is not, you'll see that there is a chemical imbalance. There is a physical difference. So why don't we start treating our mental health like we would treat, say, our physical health? Well, and I not only think of, of physical health, mental health, and then there's your soul, which is your spiritual health. And I, and I believe with all my heart, they're all interconnected. We need all three to be healthy and so Maybe you're out there and you're thinking, I don't have no money to go for all this mental health. Well, you can call Spiritual Care. That's the ministry I'm at. You can call 269-929-2901 and come in for help. Or you can go to our website, spiritualcareconsultants.com. But if you're in an emergency and you think you're going to harm yourself, go to ER, go to the hospital, check yourself in. Why? You're important. You matter. You're valuable. You matter. Mm -hmm. And I, 
You know, when I talk to kids sometimes and I tell them, I'm proud of you, you matter. And then look at the look on their face. The same look I'm seeing from Shandy right now. It's a like, thank you. I needed to hear that. We're telling you, right? Yeah. We're going to tell them, you mm -hmm. matter. Well, and God, <laughs> God made you and God doesn't make junk. No, you, you might be struggling in life, but I'm here to tell you that as dark or whatever you can't see through, whatever the situation is or whatever the crisis is or whatever the depression or the anxiety is in your life, um, or maybe in your friend's life or your family member's life, you are meant to live this life. I can't say that enough. And God created you and made you. And I, again, he does not create junk. You know, uh, in the book of Jeremiah, God says to Jeremiah, and this is a very powerful statement. Before I created you, I knew you. <laughs> and you're so important that when he created you, he created you beautifully and wonderfully just the way you are. I know it's very hard for people to stand in front of that mirror in the morning and say, you're, I'm beautiful. <laughs> well, we all don't like to stand in front of the mm -hmm. mirror and speak to ourselves. But the truth is, God made you beautiful or handsome just the way you are. You might say, well, you don't know what I look like. I don't need to know. I don't need to go because like what you said, Shandy, God doesn't create junk. Well, and I, I really wish I would have had that perspective at 10 years old because as you heard me say earlier, I didn't feel pretty. And when, when really um, <laughs> it was a bigger issue than that, right? And how you felt like self-esteem, how I was feeling self-esteem wise and, and that kind of thing. But I'm here to tell you that, you know, when you lean into your relationship with God and the people surrounding you, um, beautiful things can happen. And I, I like to tell people when they're struggling with a certain situation, is it gonna matter, you know, five years, five minutes from now, those kind of perspective things, because, you know, having that perspective that whatever this situation is, you can always get through it. The thing I wanna say here, this is so important, if you're really depressed, the one thing you're going to feel like doing is isolating yourself. I'm going to say, don't do it. This might be the hardest thing, what I'm about to say you ever did, but reach out to a friend. Reach out to someone and begin to talk to them about how you're feeling. I'm telling you, doesn't it just help to talk, Shandy? Absolutely. It's actually proven to be helpful. So whoever that person is that you know, appreciates you and likes you, go to them until you get through to them and just be transparent. It'll be maybe one of the hardest things you've ever done is be vulnerable with someone that you're actually struggling. And maybe that situation or that person that doesn't work out, move on to the next person because it's that important because you're meant to be here. So yeah, if you're struggling, reach out talk to people and I whatever your interest is you know we're meant as a society to be with people I don't know if you're familiar that um, it's been proven that if a baby is born and all you do is feed it and change their diaper it will still fail to thrive which means it'll eventually pass away if it doesn't have human connection and human love and we would say you know hopefully that there's a Christian environment that would embrace that baby too. But 
it would fail to thrive and eventually pass away. We, my point is we're meant to be in community. Well, and speaking about this, I'm, I'm thinking about this because um, we haven't talked about this yet. Shandy's been going around the different public schools and she's been telling her story. And maybe you're listening and you're an educator and you're someone who's listening to this thinking, oh my goodness, I would love Shandy to come to my school and to tell her story and to help the kids in our district. Uh, tell them how many schools that you've been going through. Oh gosh, I, I have, I've lost count at this point, but it's, I don't know, say over 20 schools. And I, I'll speak at both, you know, public schools and Christian schools and, and just share my story in just the right way. It's, it's meant to, you know, leave kids feeling empowered to reach out and have an action plan if they are struggling, but it's also meant to inspire them to be a difference maker for someone else. I, f I feel like we, it's easy to lose track that we're meant to bucket fill people and yes. make someone else's day better. And middle school and high school is hard enough time, right? So how great of a challenge for students to receive them reaching out and helping other people. Maybe it is that kid that's sitting by themselves mm -hmm. at the lunch table. And then interestingly enough, when you do something for someone else, how you feel mm -hmm. yourself. So not only do I share my story in, a, in just the right way, I don't leave the counselors and the principals with hundreds of crying kids. That is not the goal, not at all. But we do talk about the tough topic and so that we have tools. We want to give students tools. And, uh, and, and they're already struggling, right? And so it's nice to give them tools and have a conversation about what to do if they're struggling with their mental health. How would someone get a hold of you if they wanted to speak to you or if they're interested in you being a speaker, Shandy? Sure, that's easy enough. I am at embracingimperfections.org or my email is Shandy. S-H-A-N-D-Y, at embracingimperfections.org. Perfect, because I'm thinking somewhere along the line, someone's going to hear this because this covers uh, quite a wide range of Michigan and beyond. And so someone is going to be interested in reaching out to you. You never know. You might get someone who's suicidal that wants to talk to you, and we want you to be able to be available for that. And so... Yeah, not isolating, uh, reaching out, talking to a friend, uh, getting the help that you need in the hour you need it. What did you say? You talked about millisecond. We just came out of a staff meeting. Was it a millisecond you mm -hmm. talked about? One of the bullet points I really like to stress to anyone that'll listen is that you can get through the millisecond. And what I mean by that is it, it took me, I literally went from wanting to die to wanting to live in the matter of a millisecond. The gunshot wound, that's all it took. And I like to really encourage people that they can get through a millisecond and then you can get through you know, a second and then a minute and then an hour and a day and reach out to other people who can help you. Because really most people who attempt to take their lives, they don't actually want to die. They want the pain to end. Mm -hmm. So it's all about addressing that pain. And usually, maybe not all situations, usually that pain comes out of trauma from an earlier part of their life that they may have experienced. Maybe not always. And so maybe you're not suicidal, but you're hurting. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You have pain in your life. You should just come to Spiritual Care, spiritualcareconsultants.com, or reach out to Shandy. Get some healing for the trauma of the past so you can go forward in the present. Because there's one thing that will keep you from your present. That will be your past always popping up. As we wind up here, any final words that you would like to leave them with from this segment? I like to share with people that you are meant to live this life and that you're, you have gifts that the world needs you to share. So you might not have the clarity of what those gifts are, but I like to encourage people to keep trying to figure out what they are and share them with us because we need you here doing exactly that. And we're here to encourage you and fill your bucket tonight or this morning. It might be nighttime you're listening. It might be the morning. Open up your bucket. Let our words in. Let us give you new hope. You know, I'm thinking of the verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. Know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And I know many times when you're really depressed, it's hard to see that there's hope. Yeah, that there's light. You can't see your way ahead. Mm -hmm. But we're here to be your headlights, to yeah. help you see ahead. Amen. We're here to speak into your life because we want you to know there's people out there that care about you and that they love you. And so as we wind this program up, Shandy, would you like to say a prayer for those that are out there today? Absolutely, yeah. Dear Lord, thank you so much for our listeners and that they... We're meant to hear this today so that they feel that their bucket is filled by the love of you and the love of us and that we are there for them and that they are meant to live this life. Thank you so much. Amen. And Lord, I pray you would dispatch your angels from heaven to go to minister to those that are hurting under the sound of our voices. I pray, God, that your presence right now, wherever anyone is at listening, I pray that your presence your kindness, your peace, and your love would fill the room where they're at. And Lord, give them new hope and new peace. May your light pierce the darkness. May your hope dispel hopelessness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, thank you for joining us for Healing Begins. I, Shandy, I'm so glad you made it. And, uh, you know, I wish you could see us here recording this she's got a big smile on her face and i always like to end the segment with the ironic blessing may the lord bless you may the lord keep you may the lord cause his face to shine upon you may he be gracious to you and give you peace may you realize that you're never alone i don't care how dark your day is jesus is with you and stands by you ready to help hold out your hand put it in his even if you have to do it by faith and you don't feel anything he'll help you we care about you god bless you and have a good morning mm -hmm.